Welcome to the Almost Not a Teacher podcast. Here, we are sharing experiences and how it's like being in the childcare and student care teaching industry. Let's discuss on teachers stepping out of their classrooms and into their new career path. I'm Shahida, and it's so nice to have you listening in. Teachers, do you know that your skills are transferable? Let's find out together on how we can empower you as a teacher and a career switcher. Today we have Ashikin here with us. Ashikin is a current childcare teacher. She'll be sharing her personal experiences on being a childcare teacher. For any of you guys out there who have interest joining childcare sector, you can hear her experience, hopefully know what to expect. Yeah, so Ashikin, hi. Hi, welcome. I'm welcome. <laughs> hi, thanks for having me. A very interesting experience and I'm excited to share what I've learned. So come, tell me more about you. Like not you as a childcare teacher, but you yourself. Where were you before you were in this industry? Okay, so this is my first full-time job. I first applied to be a childcare teacher after I graduated from poly. So I was looking for a job quite desperately, you know, sending out a lot of resumes, but nobody was getting back to me. So any resume sent in my related industry at that time, you know, uh, I wasn't interested and they were also not interested in me. <laughs> what, what was the industry you tried to apply for? Uh, I was looking for like a laboratory lab testing or laboratory analyst who conducts water testing Ooh. yes basically someone who works in a lab not only the <laughs> salary was not very uh, attractive i also did not like the industry oh, that much it's not attractive yeah it was not attractive to work in a laboratory apparently Mm, there's a lot of hype around that industry but it actually comes with a very <laughs> it's a high stress job I would say mm. based on my internship experience and I just feel like that's not my place I asked my sister who was already working in that uh, early childhood industry and also a company mm-hmm. to refer me so I got the job and yes I'm still here <laughs> <laughs> but do you actually have even a tiny bit of interest to teach small kids though? There was a part of me that was quite curious and interested because I've seen how my sister teaches her children and her students at that time. I also get very interested whenever I interact with my nieces and nephews. And I'm curious about how the development of a child works. Mm. So that led me to be more open Mm-mm-mm. in getting a job in the industry. So I felt like, why not just try it? I won't have anything to lose. Mm. Yeah. There's still <laughs> a lot of areas in the childcare that I've not explored because I've been in the same center for the past four years and I'm sure there's many different opportunities that I could be exposed to such as like Montessori schools or project-based schools they all have different dynamics and demands from a teacher are Montessori schools more like tuition-based like Kumon like that no actually it's a more child-directed learning experience so a lot of things are done independently by the children 
in case of like learning and daily routine, serving their food. Oh, so the kids do that on their own? As I've seen, yes. In some like Japan schools, they, they do everything very independently. They also have age integration. Mm-mm. So I've heard some of my friends exploring these Montessori schools and it's apparently very different from what I'm going through right now. Mm. So there are still areas that uh, I'm curious about And I think it's just a matter of whether I want to <laughs> be up for that change mm. Yes. What exactly do childcare teachers deliver in school? Because we have this stigma that childcare teachers and student care teachers Are just taking care of the students and not teaching them anything I'm pretty sure it bugs you right? Does it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what exactly does a childcare teacher do? It's quite a lot of information to just go by. Mm. So I'll just start on a day to day basis. So when we come into work, we have a schedule and we have a routine to follow. So that involves teaching. The lessons that we carry out are followed by a curriculum. So mm. there's a specific subject that we have to teach. For example, for the first hour, I would teach a certain subject and then the next hour a certain subject after that we have lunch a lot of routine care strategies that you have to use to ensure safety in the classroom Mm-mm. such as you know queuing up washing hands ensuring that everything is hygienic for the children so after lunch time we also have another round of lessons Mm-mm. we have nap time which we do get to rest for a while but we still have to work finish up some of our paperwork after that continue teaching so in a day we do a lot of teaching and a lot of taking care a lot of routine care so the routine care involves social situations between the children like sometimes they like to argue about not sharing sometimes some children are quite challenging maybe they like to hit their friends maybe have some anger management you know they're just children right we do have to face a lot of different scenarios every day and our main priority is to just make sure everyone is safe mm. and go through the day without any accidents it's just so tough right yes. like how many how many students are there in a class usually so if you follow the teacher child ratio it depends on the age so if i were to teach two year olds i will have eight children under me mm. meaning 16 in total because mm. i have one other partner so 16 children of toddlers for play group it will be 1 is to 10 if I'm not wrong So you can get up to 23 year olds And for nursery you can get up to 30 Wow 4 year olds Wow okay <laughs> Of just 4 year olds and 2 teachers So it's <laughs> quite chaotic Especially when you say that Kids have tantrums Correct? Do they yes. have it daily? Like how often do they have tantrums? Like I'm sure it's so tough you handle that? I would say it depends on the child. There are some children who need more attention in terms of their emotional needs. So if they are not mad, they have a tendency to just throw a tantrum. It can be multiple times in a day. Mm. And not only one child, it can be more than one tantrums. So it depends how young they are. For two-year-olds or three-year-olds, there will be more. And even when they are older, the age doesn't really matter. So the tantrums are something we need to deal with because sometimes you have your parents mm. looking 
<laughs> it depends on your center. If it's an open center from the window, yes. <laughs> so if your if your school is open to the public and very visible, they will be able to see and hear and know how you man manage your children. Wow. So to a certain level, you have to be real with parents. It's all about knowing why you have to do what you are doing, and that is for the well being of the kids. But I would say like safety is really a concern. Children are very active. Their energy doesn't deplete even after playing for the whole day. They have a lot of energy left, right? And imagine just twenty or twenty five of them, with a lot of energy. It's in their nature to be active, and you can't suppress their energy. But the children's energy does not deplete, but the teacher's energy <laughs> has deplete. Pleated to zero. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even like one hour to you going home yet. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's just like early in the morning. If anything motivates me, it's just to make sure that there's no incidents between the children. No one gets hurt by each other. No incidents of colliding or falling or hitting or tripping. That's, that's really a, my main concern. Yeah, that's a tough one. What about decoration of your classrooms? When we walk past certain childcare centers, their classrooms are always different themes, really nicely decorated. Is it already given, or do you actually have to plan it out yourself? Because if you do have to plan it out yourself, there's like a whole other things you have to do. It's just the planning, and then there's also getting the materials, printing out, sourcing out all these little things. And you also have to like put aside time to prepare these materials and putting it up. How is it? How has it been for you? <laughs> Honestly, the environment of the classroom takes the most time because, like I said, it depends on each company. Certain companies are open to the teachers' decision. Some are based on curriculum. So if the schools have curriculums, you know exactly what they need for that term. But if they don't. You just have to come up with your own theme. We prepare a lot of things, buy our own resources. We have to look for the resources that they require based on the curriculum, and we have to source for our own materials. Materials to be prepared, like cutting, setting it up. It takes really long mm. to get it done. Yes. How long usually though? It depends on your experience. If you are a teacher who has a lot of recycled or reused materials, you can just take it out from your stash. That's really easy. But if you are a newer teacher, you have to make everything from scratch. That would take about two weeks to a month. But we don't really have a lot of time actually. We have to rush. <laughs> so. That's when we have to stay in school and do it, or you get your colleagues to help, you get your family to help. That's when everybody needs to help you. Wow! Really? So everyone is now a childcare teacher <laughs> helping you with your classroom. They know what's up. They know what's going on. They're like, oh, you need help to cut your your materials. Okay, just give it to me. That's when it helps to have a good support. Actually. Yeah, understand. But you know that after hearing you talk about sourcing out materials and also prepping all those things for your classroom, those are actually a valid skill. Hmm. Really? Yeah. 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 That's an interesting fact. Actually, I I think so when it comes to communicating and all the content that we create as well. Hmm. Because before coming into teaching, I didn't realize the level of skill that they require in many different ways, like. 
singing, creating video content, <laughs> dancing, drawing, mm. liaising, organizing. Yeah. That's crazy. Whatever you just mentioned is a whole lot of skills. I'm pretty sure other teachers in this field feels the same as well. They have done this many times. Just that they just don't know how to translate it into their resume for other different roles. Yes. Yeah. Because when we do it continuously, it feels like something minute, quite simple and easy to do. That we feel it's not a significant skill that we have. For the four years that you have been as a childcare teacher, what do you think is the most significant skill and the least significant skill? <laughs> Both of it. Okay, that's interesting. The most significant skill I would say is just having to face parents, vendors, principals on a face-to-face level and having to speak to them with good communication. As well as, you know, we have a lot of licensing and accreditation frameworks. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it all sounds new to me. What is that? <laughs> um, we have this thing in Singapore. It's by ACDA. You know, ACDA is Early Childhood Developmental Agency or Development Agency. ECDA? ACDA, yes. Is it? Okay, okay. So they have this framework which is called SPARC. It's an abbreviation for something. I'm not sure. But it's basically an accreditation framework where they will go to your center every few years to check documentation of children, lesson plans, your health and safety, mm. your food or your menu and enrollment, the paperwork of mm. new children. So they do come every time to check. But are the childcare teachers also the ones handling like the enrollments, the fees? Or is there, in the company itself, there is an admin in the HQ or something that does that? Yes, by right, the management level would be handling it. So there are certain things that we don't think is in our job scope. Uh, eventually, it will be because mm. someone has to do it. It actually does sound like there's so many things to do. Starting from like the admin work, having the teacher resources... Apart from the teacher things, you also have to do the student things. Apart from the student things, there is also the timetable itself, being involved during teaching and things like that. There's so many things, whole lot of different range of things for a childcare teacher. It's hard to summarize it. That's why <laughs> when you ask me, I just don't know where to start really. Do you often find yourself working overtime? Yes. Is there such a thing in childcare sector? Yes, when they don't have enough staff, they will ask you to overtime. But when it comes to completing your own work at your own pace, there's no overtime that you can claim. So what about your Saturdays? Is it true that you guys have to get back on Saturdays as well? So it depends on the company. Certain companies have opening every Saturday. I happen to be in one of those companies. And we have a rotating schedule. If I'm working in the first Saturday of every month, so my other colleagues who are from week 2 and week 3 and week 4, they will just come for their respective weeks. So it's a half day, which is better, but still quite tiring. <laughs> it is. I'm not a childcare teacher, but hearing that tires me already. Because the reporting timing for Saturday shift is earlier. Mm, what time? Like 7. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like I said, it depends on the company. I'm not sure for others, but... But like since it's a Saturday, I assume there are lesser kids, right? Like only three per class? 
Yes, I would say it really depends. Yeah, but then working Monday to Friday is already draining. Not just for teachers, but I think for everyone who is working, Monday to Friday is already so exhausting. Adding to that, you guys bring home things to do when you should be like recharging yourself. I'm pretty sure it's mentally draining. So what's your take on a mental health of a childcare teacher, honestly? Honestly, the only thing that would stabilize a teacher's mental health is the number of years of experience they have. When you have more experience and when you have put in more time in your job to prepare your materials, there's certain ways you can recycle your materials, reuse them, certain ideas that you can also reuse, which does help to make the workload much easier. But I wouldn't say the same for... (laughs) Many because I've seen some of my experienced colleagues who are still very you know, burnt out from their job but because they need to stay due to commitments, they just have to deal with it. Mm. Yes, and it's quite normal in a childcare industry where teachers will always have a period where they have to take their leave or MC even when they didn't plan for any holiday trips, they just need a break from the school. I'm glad that I'm more confident in myself. When we start work, we are a bit more timid, right? So when I first started, although it was a really difficult job, I couldn't bring myself to say that I I want to resign or I want to transfer, I want to quit this job because I simply couldn't. I had no confidence to say that I will survive in any other situation or environment. And also your confidence in communicating. I think it's also a two audience thing. Like you not only just communicate with little kids, but you also communicate with adults as well. Yes, definitely. When we are teaching, we are mostly communicating with the children. But we actually have a lot of daily communication with colleagues and partners. And it's just a way for us to learn that certain ways to approach your colleagues. When you have some things you disagree, but you just have to fit your mind. There are certain approaches for everything. So I think those are soft skills, but they are really important to help you in the working life. Because you don't want to come off as a colleague that is a spoiled brat or someone who's always demanding of this and that. You want to come off as likable, but also getting what you want in the way that you want it. Understand, understand. Understand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. stand for what you want. But at the same time, they don't hate you for it. Certain people, you know, when they communicate their opinions, they have a way to be very aggressive, very, aggressive, very ah, rigid. Yeah, so these are the things that working with adults really teach you that. Like yeah. the sandwich method. Have you heard of sandwich method? Yes, I have. <laughs> sandwich approach, right? To me, sandwich method is if you want to disagree with something, first you have to say something good about it. Okay, that's a very nice idea. But, and then you tell what's the negative. And then you layer it on with something good. But I appreciate you for trying. That's sandwich method. Like the bread is something positive, but the meat in the middle is the bad one. We do use this method, but I learned it actually for parent-teacher conference. We have to convey our our teacher concerns to the parents without offending their yeah, feelings. Yeah, so we yeah. have to say that although your child is very developed in his uh, learning, his phonics, he has to improve in his social skills. Mm. <laughs> Do you have any advice for 
current childcare teachers and hmm. teachers who would like to join the childcare industry. So my advice for those who are interested in this industry is just be open to whatever experiences are there for you because although it does feel tiring or it feels like a lot of mental stress or physical stress sometimes you will have a learning point from it it helps to see how far you can go as a teacher how far you can go as an employee and as as a person This industry is not easy but it's also very fulfilling in terms of seeing where your potential lies as well as how much passion you have for people. Just take everything openly with an open mind and know that it's going to be for your growth experience and essentially for your confidence in the future. Don't be scared especially when Ashikin mentioned that it's a lot of work. I mean, which work doesn't have a lot of work, right? If you think that you want to dive into this industry for experience or you have a passion for teaching small kids, then go ahead. I think that the childcare sector will provide you with a lot of skills. Are there on-job training so? Yes, there's a lot of trainings in terms of your own professional skills and the material that you have to come up with. Yeah, so you won't be alone. They will send you for like trainings. But overall, it's a good industry to start with if you have the passion and you just are curious. So good luck and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening in to this episode. Follow us on Instagram for other tips, news and updates on this podcast. If you're loving our podcast, spread the word and share it with your network. Screen record or screenshot and tag us in your social media. If you have any questions, stories or your personal experiences to share on our podcast, you can email it to us at almostnotateacher@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. Till then, 